Welcome to this, the ninth in our series of podcasts based on Lancaster Civic Visions, Guides and Walks to the Lancaster, Morecambe and Carnforth District by their author, Gordon Clark. This episode is Lancaster's Railways. In 1840, you could, for the very first time, catch a train from Lancaster. You could only go south to Preston, but from there you could journey on to Liverpool, Manchester, Birmingham and London. Lancaster was now part of the rapidly expanding National Railway Network. The long skew bridge at Goalgate is the line's most notable engineering achievement. The first railway station was built by the Lancaster and Preston Junction Railway and it was on South Road near Penny Street Bridge, what was then the edge of town. The building has a green heritage plaque and is now part of uh, Royal Lancaster Infirmary. Six years later, the Lancaster and Carlisle Company made a connection northwards to Carlisle in 1846 and in 1848 on to Glasgow. The Lancaster and Carlisle station was called Lancaster Castle Station, uh, crossing the River Loon on the tall Carlisle Bridge. This is what we know today as Lancaster Station. A line west from Lancaster to Morecambe was opened in 1848, and from Lancaster via Green Air Station across the Pennines to Yorkshire by 1849-1850. So within 10 years, Lancaster had acquired major rail links north, south, east and west. Penny Street Station on South Road lost most of its passenger, passenger traffic quite quickly after 1846, but it remained useful for coal and freight traffic into the 20th century and remnants of the platforms can still be seen in the infirmary's car park. Lancaster Castle Station grew from small beginnings. The oldest station buildings are those on the west side where you enter from Station Road onto Platform 3. These date from 1846. They were extended southwards in 1852 as traffic grew using a design with, with Elizabethan features and thought to fit with the castle nearby, elaborate chimneys and battlements. More trains, longer trains, freight and passenger, they all needed more tracks, through tracks in the centre for trains not stopping and tracks on either side by the platforms for those that did stop. Local services with trains stationary at a platform for a while before their next run require dedicated platforms. Platforms 1 and 2 on the west and 6 on the east side. More train movements needed more signals and so large signal boxes were built north and south of the station, now demolished. Goods services needed sidings for loading and unloading and for storing wagons. These were mostly south of the station, 
much of this land is now housing or a car park. The original station buildings became dedicated to northbound trains and so a larger passenger area for those southbound was built on the east side by platforms 4, 5 and 6, the latter now abandoned. These buildings were rebuilt between 1900 and 1902 in a style that matches the original station buildings. The local trains from Lancaster would of course call it small stations now long closed, southwards at Golgate, Bay Horse, Scorton and Garstang, northwards at Hess Bank and Bolton Lasands, eastwards at Green Air, Holton, Caton, Hornby. Some closed interwar, others in the 1960s under the beaching cuts. It was the beaching axe that closed the Loon Valley line to Green Air, uh, the uplink to Castle Station and the line across Greyhound Bridge and the direct line to Morecambe and Hesham via the short-lived Scale Hall Station. This route is now a cycle path and a walking route along the Loon. Greyhound Bridge, given up by the railway, became a road in 1972 and the Lancaster and Morecambe trains now take a longer route up the West Coast Main Line and then west at Morecambe South Junction. Just east of Green Air Station on the Loon Valley Line was Lancaster Wagon Works. Much of its facade still lines Caton Road. It opened in 1865 and the works made a range of railway rolling stock including Lancaster's own electric trams. It closed in 1908. The work transferred elsewhere after the company had been taken over. Important military work was carried out there during both world wars. In our mind's eye, let's walk down the approach road to the station. Turn left into the station through the ticket hall. Use the bridge to cross over all the lines and then go down the steps or take the lift to platform three. A stroll along the platform to its northern end. Platforms one and two on your left and the main lines to your right. Look north beyond the station. Directly ahead is the West Coast Main Line, one of Britain's major railway lines. It soon crosses the River Loon on Carlisle Bridge. The line was electrified in 1974. Off to your right, the line from Green Air Station climbed up to Lancaster Castle Station and the old Platform 6. This too was electrified and had been since 1908. This was one of the earliest experiments in railway electrification in Britain. Green Air Station, of course, has been demolished and is now where Sainsbury's is. To the left of the West Coast Main Line was the Northern Signal Box, now demolished, and another line curved down and west to St George's Works, to the town's gas works and to Loon Mills, and then it reached Glass and Dock in 1883. Passenger services on this line closed in 1930, 
freight traffic dwindled more slowly, the last part to stay open being the first section from Lancaster to Loon Mills. These mills were the largest production unit of the Williamson Linoleum Company. They used trains to bring in the raw materials and take out the finished products. The line finally closed to traffic in 1969 and it has been removed, like the Loon Valley and Green Airlines, though remnants can be found in bridge abutments, cuttings and embankments. If you would like to read more about Lancaster's railways, you can go to the website of Lancaster Civic Vision at www.lancastercivicsociety.uk and click on Guides, Leaflets and Walks. Here you will find Guide 20, which is a general introduction, including, of course, the railways at Carnforth. Guide 30 that tells you about the Caton Road Wagon Works. Guide 69 about Lancaster Station itself. And Guide 108 deals with the Glasson branch. They're all free to read, download or print. You will also find there many other guides on aspects of the heritage and history of the Lancaster area.